The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. We're now on episode number 34 of Snapdragon Duplex. I am your pay-per-view thrill, Randy Phil. Mikey has gave us all his insight, so I'm just going to throw you straight over to Mikey. Take it away, mate. Hello, all you beautiful, sweaty shaggers out there. It's me, Mikey Mac, offshore, fucking at work, <laughs> gutted. But what can you do? Someone's got to do it. So, this week, we're going to talk about uh, Dynamite and the Rampage first episode, yes. which is pretty good, actually. Yes. So, first off, let's talk about Dynamite. So the show opens, you've got a, a promo with MGF and Wardlow backstage. MGF's fucking amazing, isn't he? Uh, this promo is like, it's top tier shit. He puts himself over because he's 2-0 against Jericho. Then he puts Jericho over. He's gone about how he's amazing. He's been through these insane challenges yeah. that he's done. You know, all the labours and everything. And then he puts Wardlow over as his titan. And then he says, I'm better than Jericho and he knows it. So he puts all three of them over. It's fucking great. Then he kind of sets up what I thought was foreshadowing, but I guess it wasn't. But he goes on mm, about... Yeah. He gets like a half-eaten apple, shoves it in Wardlow's hand, and he's like, right, like Cody in the cage, get the fucking job done tonight. And then Wardlow crushes the apple, raging. So I thought maybe that's foreshadowing for Wardlow to turn on Aye. MGF, but that's that. That's well in the future. But I think it's going to happen. Love this promo. He's, he's a fucking class act. He's... Maybe the best heel in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good fucking promo by MJF. I was the exact same. As soon as I seen this promo, I went straight on the TikTok, uploaded a video saying Wardlow is going to beat Jericho to an inch within his life. Then Wardlow's just going to lie down and pull Jericho over him as a big double middle finger to MJF. But nah, that's the spoilers. That's not how it went down. But um still still good but I'm in the exact same mindset Wardlow is going to turn on MJF I think it's going to be sooner than you think if you reckon it's within a year I think it's within 6 months good promo to set up the show love this show top to bottom so let's get through it first match of the night was our trios match it was the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega with the Tag Team Champions the Young Bucks Matt and Nick Jackson they had all their henchmen with them, minus the good brothers. So they had Don Callis, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa. So those three were taking on top flight's Dante Martin, who may have got the pop of the night. How did he get the pop of the night? Is this his hometown? Maybe, or is, is he just hype right now? Do the people just love him? After this match, I fucking loved him, yeah. And his partners were the Seidel brothers, Matt and Mike. Spot-wise, I'm not going to call anything for the match, but Dante Martin was just a spot-fest, spot-mark, spot-king. It was one of them in this match. He was just doing all the good bits. Kenny Omega got double dragon duplexes, suplexes, so he gets two shots. He didn't get his thrice. I wonder if Mikey's going to reference that thrice fucking thing. Let's see what he's got to say. If he doesn't get the result, I'll give, I'll give you the result after it, but... The ref in the match was this fucking Rick Knox. He, I think story-wise, he is in the pocket of the elite. 
or he's favouring them and that's going to play in soon as well I think it's being referenced more on commentary just I think he's going to get them a win that they shouldn't have got a fast count or a counted when the shoulders were down when they weren't actually down something like that but Mikey what did you make of the six man tag aye so the elite versus Dante Martin and the side house um, Don Callis comes out and sits on the fucking commentary booth and he's like I've just made this a six man booth and there's like really awkward <laughs> silence for a bit and then I think it's Tony the shagger turns around and he's like how'd you figure that Don there's four of us here he's like yeah well I do the work four men <laughs> and then he goes so a seven man booth then and I burst out laughing but Don Callis just completely no sells it and just carries on what he was saying it was very mm. character for him as well just being a bit of a fucking sleazy dumbass <laughs> Uh, the match itself pretty solid man it was a good showcase for what the Seidels and Dante Martin are capable of you know like all the flippy shit good showcase for the elite being cunts as well so that was good Dante Martin's hot tag going absolutely tonto and getting a very very near fall on Matt Jackson popped the crowd like nothing else Dante escapes a one winged angel gets hit with a really stiff V trigger the match finish is one winged angel on a BTE trigger on Dante Martin to a chorus of boos, mm. which is good, and it was a good match. Um, the Elite starts celebrating, then Christian's out to interrupt, and then Jurassic Express come for the backup. Turns out Christian's number one contender, and Jurassic Express are number one contenders for the tag belts. But it turns out Christian's Wild. only number one. Con- he's number one contender for the AEW belt, but he fights him for the Impact belt, which we'll talk about later. How weird. Um, Christian called Don Callis a carny piece of shit <laughs> and then corrects it for the Pittsburgh crowd to be a carny jag-off. That was good, man. Ah, cringed. I, I really like Christian. Christian was like one of my favourite for that area, all of that stuff. I missed his whole TNA run because I fucking didn't have TNA, didn't I? I had the dodgy box that you don't get all your channels on. But now that he's coming back and he's fighting in the main event, I don't know how I'm feeling about it. I'll I'll let it play out. I'll let it play out. I'll say that. During the 10-man tag, Brandon Cutler was ringside and he had his fucking camera and all of that footage was on being the elite and it looked really good for like a camera angle at ringside. I think he brought it down for this match as well. I hope we see some of that in the next episode of being the elite. I like that fucking camera stuff. I like all the wee inside jokes they do. Carol Anderson does one later on and I'm going to try and preempt it, but We'll see. But good match. I enjoyed the match. I enjoy all the matches. Most of the matches. Some of the matches. So Malachi Black cuts a promo. I can't remember word for word what he's saying. But the whole time he's got Cody's boot in his hand. And I'm just looking at it. And I'm already thinking of how Cody's coming back. He's going to jump Malachi Black or something. And he's got to give him the other boot. So Malachi Black gets jumped off of Cody. Cody has got the second boot that Malachi Black has the first boot of. And he's just going to hit him with it and then drop it with him and say, I'll be back for the two of them. Or something mental like that. He'll have his black hair. Cody with the black hair. Yes. I'll be buzzing for that. I like round two. First match. Yep. Enjoyed it. Give me match two. Moving on. Video package for a Friday night rampage match. Fuego del Sol taking on the TNT champ Miro. The rankings don't mean anything for Rampage, did they? Is this what we're saying now? Rankings mean nothing on Rampage. It's, it is pure Rampage. Just anybody can challenge a champion. 
Fuego's not even fucking signed for AEW. How's he getting the match? Doesn't matter. It's all story. It's all fucking plot, right? It's all plot. So we'll move on because we're covering that in Rampage anyway. To match number two of the night, Darby Allen with Sting taking on Daniel Garcia with 2.0, Jeff Parker and Matt Lee, or Ever Rise, if that was their name in NXT. I don't know, I can name drop all I want. I'm not getting fucking paid to do anything. I'll name drop people all day long. Daniel Garcia is fucking good in the ring, right? I've seen a post on Reddit the other week where they were talking about... No, sorry, last week, Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Utah, who is in the best friends. He's like a half-best friend or a step-best friend. Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Utah had a mental championship match last Saturday. Like, it was supposed to be really good. It was worth checking out. I've not done it yet because I've been too busy. I've got too much other wrestling to be watching. But Wheeler Utah... He had one of his first matches in AEW, even though he's only had like two, right? It was uh, against Darby Allen, minding they kept doing the roll-ups. Good match. Daniel Garcia, this match with Darby Allen, another fucking brilliant match. But Daniel Garcia was a lot more physical, giving Darby a lot more moves than what Wheeler Utah was, because Darby didn't just have another fucking, I don't know, was it a coffin match or was it a casket match? It was a coffin match, wasn't it? It was a coffin night, because coffin flop. So because Darby didn't have his coffin match a week before having this match, he was able to take more, and the match just looked fucking brilliant. Loved it. It's only a matter of time before these guys get signed, I think, because your 2.0 are great on the mic, promo-wise and stuff. Not sure how they're in a live crowd. I'm not sure if I've seen them in a live crowd. And uh, Daniel Garcia is just aching back up, even though he got beat. He's a bad bastard, right? And he can fucking do some damage. Mikey, what did you think of Darby Allen versus Daniel Garcia? Let's find out. Yeah, so Darby wins with his flip over stunner and then a coffin drop. I actually found this match pretty boring, to be what? honest. I just, I just wasn't into it. I don't know why. Ah. It just couldn't capture me. I just. This is the thing. It's like. Maybe you really liked it and you're a bit surprised, but I, just, I don't know. I just wasn't paying attention. Really. I just shocked. wasn't that captured by it. Shocked. Um, there was a wee stramash after the ring. It was 2.0 versus Sting. It's nothing we haven't seen before, really. Oh, we're getting that tag match. And then we cut to Death Triangle backstage. Andrade, we don't know you. We don't like you. <laughs> we don't know why you're obsessed. But that starts now. It's fucking quite funny. And he was like, come have a go if you think you're hard enough. And I thought it was great. Fucking pack, man. What's it like? Just apologies for my Geordie accent. It's fucking terrible. Oh, but, um... Never change Pac, never fucking change. The only thing better than Pac's promo was Mikey doing Pac's promo as Pac. Loved it, mate. Keep that up, do more of that. I'm not sure if we'll get back to Pac and Andrade and stuff, so I'm just going to cover it now. Andrade had a match at the weekend against Kenny Omega for the AAA title. Spoiler alert, Kenny Omega retains, so he's still got that belt and we'll cover the rest of his matches later. But having Andrade take that loss, it is weird because it turns out Andrade isn't signed to that promotion and neither is Kenny. They'll do the dates, but they're not like properly signed for that promotion. So AAA wasn't too concerned with giving Andrade the belt now. So having Andrade lose that match, his current AEW run so far has not been fucking stellar. 
Also, during the AAA pay-per-view, Ric Flair showed up to accompany Andrade. Loved that. That was a good wee fucking shout-out. Conan was involved in that match as well. He just got chopped. He just got chopped the fuck out of and I loved it. So I wonder if Ric Flair will soon appear on AEW as a mentor type for Andrade and Andrade starts fighting a bit more dirty, low blows, that carry on. Or I wonder if it'll all tie together with Andrade, Chavo and Ric Flair. I'm not saying put them in a fucking tag team Ric Flair. Keep him out of the ring. Keep him on the outside of the ropes, but have him ringside and manage and stuff. I'm cool with that. Yeah, best friends. Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Utah, fucking Trent Beretta. He's out injured, isn't he? So he's yeah. not here. Um, we got Matt Hardy and the Private Party. They come out, and man, when best friends come out, that fucking tune, man, so good. Every week we'll give it a mention. <laughs> um, this match was just loads of shit houseery interference from Nyla Rose to knock out Chris Statlander. Yeah. Because they're fighting later on. Getting interference on Orange Cassidy by Jack Evans. Matt Hardy wins with a twist of fate on Wheeler Utah. Called it clean win. Bit dull. Bit dull. Um, Expected more out of it, but maybe that's not fair. But, I mean, it was alright. It kind of continued the feud. Yeah. That's kind of what you need, isn't it? And we cut to a backstage segment, an interview with Andrade. And the long and the short of it is that he is going to fight Pac at All Out. That's the challenge. And Pac's said before... Like, if you want to fucking go, bring it on. So, that's going to be the match. Andrade versus Pac. And me and you were talking about this, and we said... Yeah. Or we both kind of agreed that we think this has to be a must-win for Andrade. Mm -hmm. I think if he loses this, he's got no credibility in the company, so he needs to fucking win. As much as I love Pac, he needs to take one for the team here. He needs to. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, best friends versus HFO called it. I don't care what you say. That was a clean win by Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy won just because Jack Evans was close to the ropes. Nah. Matt Hardy wins clean. Fucking loved it. It was a weird match for where it was and like the carry-on that they were doing in it. But hey, that's what you get with fucking AEW. I don't mind it. I like it. You like the fucking bullshit wrestling? What am I talking about? I like it because it's the best friends in Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy. Private Party can do one. I want like the Butcher and the Blade in there. But I do like how Private Party dress as the Hardy boys are, at least old school Matt Hardy with the fucking jeans and that, man. It's good. It's good stuff. And then, yep, you covered all the backstage stuff with Andrade. He needs this win. But I can't... I don't want to see Pac lose either. Ah, what do you do, man? Everybody wins. Everybody goes home happy. Yeah, so next match, we come back for commercial break and... Chris Statlander, well I think Nyla Rose comes out first and then Chris Statlander makes her way back to the ring after just being in the ring with the best friends who lost, so had their match lost, went to the back, came back out, I'm saying all this because I like the way that they came out, right, they were all backstage, whatever, waiting for Chris Statlander's music to hit to come back out and then Orange Cassidy comes out with Chuck Taylor and... Wheeler Utah and they're all like holding their ribs as if they've all taken a fucking beating and holding the back of their heads and all of that and I it, it was just like good storytelling I enjoyed that they all looked fucking beat up cause they took the loss if they won they wouldn't have been beat up get it I wasn't sure about this match to start with but then after seeing Rampage and how stuff's been playing in right loving it so 
Nyla Rose just fucking jumps Chris Statlander. Nyla Rose just jumps Chris Statlander, starts fucking beating her down, then Statlander comes back with a pendulum moonsault off the apron. That looks fucking sweet to me. It looked cool. Nyla Rose tried to go for her fucking diving knee strike between the ropes. I love that move. I want that move. Do more of that move. But Chris Statlander fucking... She done like a head handstand and got out of it. It was weird. It was cool. Top and bottom of it is Chris Statlander beats Nyla Rose with the area 4-5-1 and is potentially the new number one contender. I'm guessing so. Ah, but another, a weird one on commentary. I'm sure like JR said, Chris Statlander went out hurt. She came back, she lost the weight necessary. I'm like, whoa man, you can't be saying that. That's how people your age end up getting kicked out of their commentary jobs. Can't be making those sort of comments anymore. But, Mikey, what did you make of this match? Are you buzzing for the Chris Statlander, Britt Baker potential? Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. Lots of running the ropes at the start, which ends with Nyla smashing Statlander out of the sky, which I thought was fucking great. Um, Vicky Guerrero doing her usual just screaming, screeching at Orange Cassidy. I thought that was amazing. He's just standing there like, what the fuck's going on here? Chris Statlander did a handstand. Nyla speared her while she was upside down. I thought that was good as well. And Chris Statlander fucking powerbombed Nyla Rose. What Mad. the fuck? I was mental. Mad. Chris Statlander wins with an area 451. I actually really enjoyed this match. It's probably the first match of the show I've, I fucking thought was awesome. Oh, I, I did like the fucking... Um, Six men. Trios match. Well, start. fucking two trios minutes. Um, Statlander's great, isn't she? Yes. Nyla looked like a monster. Yeah. Is she losing stock? Because she's lost a few matches? Nah. Ah, they can build her up anytime they want. Yeah. That takes us to a backstage segment of the Young Bucks with Brandon Cutler. Slagging off Hangman. They're going to say it'll be easy. It'll be as easy as a layup. And they go for a layup and they get fucking denied out of the air by Luchasaurus. Denied. And then Jungle Boy does a slam dunk. Silly bollocks. And your boy Mikey Mac loves silly bollocks. He sure does. Right, I'm not sure if that all happened before or after it, but we got a fucking video package from Postage and Packaging, Proud and Powerful, Santana E. Ortiz. And I, I didn't... Like, were they fucking bitching and moaning about um, Cash Wheeler? I hope that was the right one. Catching his arm... Saying, oh, if that was us, man, we would have patched ourselves up and got straight back in the fucking ring and finished the match. Like, Dax Hardwood beat the two of them when Cash Wheeler was out getting treated. Cash didn't uh, fuck off to the back or get stretched out. He was like, oh, shit, I'm losing a lot of blood here. I need this patched. He was getting it patched. And Dax Hardwood beat the fucking Santana and Ortiz cell. And they're out there. Santana and Ortiz are now out there saying, "Ah oh, man, we would have, we would have got, we wouldn't have left the match. We'd, well, if you didn't leave the match, you could have fucking lost, lost by fucking blood loss, lost by blood loss. He's a moaning about nothing. You lost fucking. This will be a whiny heel thing. They could change. Do the old double turn. Britt Baker makes her way to the ring, joined by Tony Schiavone, and." I didn't really get what this was. This, was this just to fucking big up the crowd for Rampage? It feels like it was the same thing as last week. Britt Baker's down in the ring, but I'm guessing now because she's in her hometown, the crowd are going mental, waving their fucking Brit towels. What was the Brit towels all about? Did that reference 
their football team. Let us know. Anyway, big pops for Britsburg. It was another heel promo. Was she shitting on Red Velvet? <sighs> Doesn't matter because Red Velvet fucking comes to the ring, jumps her and then they start scrapping, pulled apart by refs. It was nothing, so so we'll leave it. Then we had another promo for the sake of having promos. It was Team Taz hating on Brian Cage some more. Brian Cage responding. Brian Cage is not good for a fucking promo, is he? They need to keep him away from the cameras, promo-wise and mic-wise, and just uh, get somebody to cover it for him, I reckon. It's... Maybe he'll find his way into it, but uh, right now it's hard for me to watch. But oh well. Oh well. Hook, line of the night. Can't remember what his line was, but he's starting to. He's showing like more confidence in front of the camera, whereas before he was quiet and hiding in the back. Now he's uh, showing off a bit more, and I'm going to look forward to his match. Maybe it'd be Brian Cage. Maybe they'll have a three on one, and that'll get him some sort of ring time. That'd be exciting. Right, so our next match of the night is the Impact Tag Team Championship match. The Good Brothers, the champions, defending against Dark Orders, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. I'm going to throw over to Mikey to cover this, but before he gets there, I just want to mention, during the Good Brothers entrance, they had Brandon Cutler and Carol Anderson had his back to the camera for Dynamite. But he was facing Brandon Cutler who had his B in the Elite camera. And I know fine well that Carl Anderson is going to say, you're probably wondering why I'm so chilled out today. It's because I popped a cum backstage. He is a deviant, but we love Carl Anderson. Mikey, tell us more about this match, mate. So, next match, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson of the Dark Order versus the Good Brothers for the Impact Tag Tiles. The match starts with a fucking massive dive from Stu Grayson. To be honest, I was enjoying this so much, I kind of forgot to take notes and remind myself halfway through the match of, mate, you've got a fucking podcast to get some notes down. <laughs> so, Stu Grayson, all I can say, he's underrated to fuck. Absolutely. He's my boy. Stu Grayson is... Mikey's boy. A boy, right? And not in an embarrassing way. He's a fucking... He's just a boy. He's great. Uno donkey kicks Carl Anderson to Stu Grayson, who shouts, Get over here! like Scorpion, <laughs> and then belly-to-belly suplexes Anderson into Gallows over his head. Fucking class. Yeah. Fucking weird finish, right? Dark Order loading up a fatality. Gallows slides the belt into the ring to distract the ref, but they don't cheat. So the ref's distracted by throwing the belt out. And usually when you do that, you fucking low-blow the cunt, mm-hmm. right? But no. He just pushes Stu Grayson off the top rope, throws Evil Uno out, and then they hit a magic killer on Grayson and they pin him. Which also felt weird because Evil Luna was in the ring for ages before that, but he wasn't the legal man. I had to rewind to check. Stu Grayson was the legal man. But why would you distract the ref on purpose to not cheat? Yeah. Shite. Stupid. Just, but not even fun. Just dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. But anyway, good match. Fucking dumb finish, but it was a good match. I actually enjoyed it a lot. What'd you make of it? Yeah, of course, I fucking liked the match. It was, it was my boy's... Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows against now your boys, boys of the show, Stu Grayson and by association Evil Uno. I liked all the boys. It was a decent match. I liked it, but I knew not to take it, don't know, too serious or whatever because it's for the Impact belt and it's being shown on AEW. It's like with the New Japan stuff and that. 
don't expect anything mental. Just uh, have fun with it. Just have fun with it. Tony the Shagger, QT Marshall, the long-awaited apology. Here we go. And it turns out that QT thinks that Tony should be apologising to him. <laughs> you know, how the fuck do you figure that, man? This is crap. But, do you know what's not crap? QT Marshall's bowling shirt. <laughs> Fucking banger. Anyway, they bring Tony's Wayne in, who's not like a Wayne, he's, he's like probably my age. Ah, no. Mental. And they batter fuck at him. Tony says, sorry, sorry, cutie, how about that, you son of a bitch? <laughs> and it's fucking apology not accepting, mate, and he hits him with a fucking cutter. And then out comes Paul White to new music, a proper, well, it's <laughs> Paul White. Um, uh. Chokeslams Aaron Solo, who sells it fucking beautifully, by the way. I guess we got a weird feud ahead of us. QT Marshall and Paul White. Love it. Okay then. Okay then. What do you make of this, mate? Your boy beating up our favourite Tony the Shagger. Well, d- nah, he didn't fucking batter Tony the Shagger, did he? Hit his son with a diamond cutter. Is it? Was was he calling it? I hope he still calls it a diamond cutter. Aye, nah, it's cool. Uh, if we see QT Marshall. Taking on the big show or Paul White, I'm cool with that. I'll I'll tune in to watch that. I hope they play on it more on Dark Elevation, where Paul White is commentator with Tony Schiavone, and then you've got QT Marshall who has his Factory Boys, so Nick Comerato, Aaron Solo, and guy number three, Anthony Ogogo, is it? Or does he have more? He'll, he will get more, I think. But yeah, if they're fighting on Dark Elevation, just have like Paul White and Tony Schiavone be like, oh, that arsehole, Who, what's this guy doing here? Or have QT get on commentary with them and just have it be tense. I'm maybe tuning in and see if anything happens on Dark Elevation between them all. And yeah, they did get the guy that done the original sound for the Big Show's theme. They found that guy and they got him to do the same well for this and it's a uh, absolutely class love it nice wee touch the fourth labor of jericho here the we main are event of the evening we've got chris jericho versus wardlow with mgf present not involved just there He's just there. He's just there. Um, Wardlow is bossing Jericho about like a little bitch at the start. <laughs> Jericho's trying to rally, but he's just not strong enough. It was quite well booked. I actually really enjoyed it. So Wardlow just looked like the young fucking strong guy, and Jericho looked like a grizzled veteran who's just a wee bit past his prime. Oh, shots um, fired. Anyway, he gets the walls of Jericho onto Wardlow, and MGF rakes his eyes. Slips into the ring and then gets caught by Aubrey Edwards, who sends him to the back. Which feels a bit weird, considering this was the stipulation of the match, was that MGF was there. Yeah. They didn't make much use of it. Stupid. Put it that way. It was a bit... It was like... Stupid! When they first announced it, it sounded like he was going to be the ref, so it felt like, well, you're never going to win this because MGF's the ref. It was going to be like a creative thing to fucking figure out how is he actually going to win. But anyway, while uh, Aubrey's distracted by sending MGF to the back... Jericho gets Floyd, his baseball bat, and hits fuck sorry, he hits Wardlow with the bat and then hits a Judas effect for the win. And then you're like, oh great, Jericho's won. That was, that was alright, it was pretty good. And then Sean Spears comes flying in, cracks Jericho from behind, and then Sammy Guevara comes flying in for the save. 
And I'm pretty sure this was one of the stipulations of the whole thing was like, if any of your mates get involved, like it's over. Oh. So Sammy's got involved, and it's not over. So anyway. Oh mate. Who needs rules there? Eh? MGF puts the salt of the earth onto Jericho, and then in comes Jake Hager for the save. So I mean, the rules have definitely been broken now. But anyway, <laughs> who gives a fuck? Not MGF. So he's got to labour number five. The MJF rematch. And the stipulations are no Judas effect and no Judas music. He has to walk out in silence. That's going to be strange. Because the crowd are going to sing it, right? Aye. Which is the vibe they're going for. They want the crowd to sing it a cappella. I don't think that'll be good. (laughs) I just don't think that'll be good. I think it's going to be... No offence to the crowd, whoever the fuck they're having the match. I just... I think you're going to be shit. I just think you're going to be shit. Heel of the show. There. I said it. Heel of um, the show. Yeah, it was a decent match. I guess I'm looking forward to the next match, but I, th- I think it's weird that on the last match you pull away the stuff that gets them really over. Like, you pull away the music and all that. You need to make it feel epic and they're trying to make it feel a bit lacklustre. Don't know, man. What do you think of all of this shit? Uh, I think I love and support all the fans of the show. So if anybody is going to that match and... um. You're singing as shite. Blame the heel of the show, Mikey, right? I'm your mate. I won't... Uh, I'll just quietly judge you and then afterwards say it was shite. I'm not going to preempt that you're all shite, but uh, good job, Mikey, saying it as it is. Aye, this match... I think just as they were getting into the match, starting off, Wardlow had the upper hand and he was powerbombing Jericho. I think he had like one or two power bombs. The second power bomb looked more sketchy. As if he lost his balance. Then they were like, right, we're cutting to commercial. We'll be in picture in picture. If you don't have the picture in picture for whatever reason and you did go to full commercials, then you come back. You you left the match, Jericho getting power bombed. You come back and Jericho's getting another power bomb. So you're maybe thinking, well, is this just paused and it's picked up from the last power bomb? Or is if they done something in between? Or has he just been power bombing him the whole time during the adverts? It was the third one. He just gave him like seven or eight power bombs all through the adverts after he fucked up the second one. I think like the second, third, fourth, and fifth power bombs all looked a bit fucking sketchy, but he finished on stronger ones after they slowed down a bit. And Jericho was like, "Hear me, I'm fucking hit. I'm over fifty. Stop destroying my fucking back, please." The ending could have been more creative. It was a bit fucking stupid sending MGF away to the back when the stipulation was it was there. Jericho wins. Jericho gets MGF. I like where you're going with the Sammy and Hager came down so the match could be scrapped. That's another cool thing that they could play with but I'm guessing they're going to say oh no it was only during a match if they helped Jericho get the win. I still fucking liked what you were going for. You got Moxie, Mikey. We'll cut over to Rampage, we'll see what the results are, then we'll see if we've got any matches announced for Wednesday coming. Well, this is it, ladies and gentlemen, the fucking wait is over. The first ever episode of AEW Rampage. Rampage! And it opens with Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Battle of the fucking Canadian shooters. Loved it. Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Wait, what? Impact World Heavyweight Championship. You might ask yourself, and I ask myself the same thing. What the fuck's going on here? Utter cop out. But anyway, championships are championships. So we're going for the belt. 
So I was asking myself, I thought he was fucking number one contender in AEW because that's where the rankings are. And I was like, this is fuck. Yeah. I felt disappointed as soon as they said that. I couldn't help myself. I was like, oh fucking hell, I don't care about this anymore, man. I don't give a fuck about Impact. <laughs> um, but as I went on, I started to get into it, and I realised this is a good match. It doesn't matter about the belts um, or what belts they are. This is fun. Just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. It turns out it's been refereed by Earl Hebner's son. And Chris Jericho says, Earl Hebner was a pain in my ass the whole time I was in WWE. Well, Chris, that'll be a battle, That'll be him in trouble. <laughs> Christian wins the match. He wins the Impact Championship, which is a double-belted thing. Impact and the TNA belts. Wins it with a kill switch on a steel chair that Kenny set up himself. Um, great result. I don't give a fuck about Impact. I'm sorry, I just don't. I won't be tuning in. And I'm like, imagine this was the AW belt on the first fucking match ever on Rampage. On Rampage, fucking amazing. But I guess that takes away from the Hangman storyline. So fair enough, right? It was a, it was a good match. It wasn't quite the banger I was hyping myself up for, but I think I just overhyped it. I might watch it again. Put it that way. So that says it was a good match. I'm happy for Christian. I don't know about you. I I, I feel quite lucky that we get to see him back in this good shape and this good form again it's fucking mad I never thought I'd see it again but it's great yeah so I guess the big thing about it right it works for Impact because Kenny's beating all the top guys right so they get an Impact or slash TNA legend to come back Christian probably did one of his best runs ever in TNA absolutely to all my TNA mates who like TNA because I didn't watch it so yeah man that's cool and it gets more exposure for Impact I guess it's a good kind of um I don't want to say consolation prize, but it's a good kind of thank you from Tony Khan to Impact for lending them all the people they have. Be like, cool, we'll, we'll give you Christian as the champion for a while and have fun with it. And they'll get a lot of eyes on them. So fair play, good business, happy days. I'm sure Christian's chuffed. There was an interview with Big Sweaty Mark Henry. You like that, Big Sweaty Mark? <laughs> um, to confirm that Christian is challenging for what I've written as the actual belt. <laughs> <laughs> at All Out <laughs> so after I heard that he's actually going for the AEW title at All Out I was like this is a cop out man like, he's obviously not going to win that belt he's beaten once by cheating he's not going to beat him again simple as right a few things you hit on whenever you said Jericho said on commentary that Errol Hebner was a fucking bastard to him in WWE and you're saying he's getting in trouble for it Big Show I fuck I'm calling him Big Show Big Show done the same thing on commentary on the last episode of Dark Elevation. He said um, it was some. He referenced Nitro or WCW and Nitro. Eddie Kingston and Antonio Schiavone were on commentary and they were like, "No, no, no, no! Don't say it. We didn't say that. Didn't say that." So uh, uh, he definitely got shot on for that, and it was funny as fuck. I like that they used Brian Hebner as the referee, an Impact referee for the Impact Championship. I forgot that it was a dual belt. I wonder if they're ever going to split that, if they're just that's going to be Impact's things, having two belts as your world heavyweight champ. It'll be fun to see Christian going over to Impact. I watch a bit more Impact now, but I'm going to try and get to see more. I wonder how happy he is about this, because I think years ago, whenever WWE were wanting to induct Ric Flair into their Hall of Fame as part of the Four Horsemen, Ric Flair was on Impact, or TNA at the time, and they had to do a deal to get him on for the Hall of Fame. And the deal was Dixie Carter wanted Christian. 
and I don't think Christian was happy about it, but I think that was because nobody asked him. He just uh, was told, oh, you need to do this for us. So maybe he is cool about it. I'm guessing he's cool. Fucking, you would be, wouldn't you? You're getting the championship. Championships. Funny result, weird result, wonderful result. And I'm the same as you here, Mikey. The writing is on the wall. I can't see Christian winning it all out. I wonder if he will make it to all out, if this is a red herring of some sort to get somebody else in for the AEW Championship at all out if Jer- if Christian gets jumped or something. I don't know. We'll see. Second match of the night, we got Miro defending the TNT Championship. God's favourite champion with God's favourite championship. He was defending that against Fuego del Sol. The stipulation for this was if Fuego wins Rampage match for the TNT Championship, he gets an AEW contract. I would fucking hope so. See if your TNT champion isn't an AEW contract. You're putting yourself in a fucked place here, man. Nobody expected Fuego to fucking win this match. No matter what you say, nobody expected Fuego to win the match. He had some fucking... Big moves, some big fucking tornado DDTs straight out the start of the match. And you were thinking, well, if Miro gets counted out, Fuego still wins, Fuego still gets his contract. None of that matters anyway, because Miro came back, God's favourite champion, and he crushed Fuego. Tapped him out with the game over quickly. The game is over. Fuego, no contract for you. Sorry, mate. Back of the line. Cut to commercial. Come back for commercial. Fuego is still in the ring selling that game over as if he's been absolutely pillaged. Pillaged like a wee boy. Fuego gets up, makes his way to the feet and then out comes Sammy Guevara and Tony Khan. And they've got the contract for Fuego. They want Fuego to be all elite. And as soon as Sammy started saying this to Fuego, Fuego fucking welled up and broke down and couldn't hold any emotion back and it was fucking really good to see i'm buzzing that he's signed i don't think he's going to get much fucking dynamite tv or rampage tv time it'll be more of a dark and dark elevation but he could show up now and again he might get more involved with the andrade thing after andrade beat him down he might fucking do a wee snide running against andrade at some point or something mental but still your tnt champ miro and your new AEW signing, Fuego Del Sol. Aye, so Miro versus Fuego Del Sol for the TNT title. Or the Selic belt, as I'm starting to call it. <laughs> Two Tornado DDTs and Miro is outside for a nine count. Like, what the fuck? And then a third one, and he goes down for a fucking very close two-fall. And then a fourth one is countered, and we get a super kick and a game over, and that's it. So Miro has killed Fuego Del Sol's dream picks up his Celtic belt, tears up Fuego de Sol's AEW contract, and then offers his belt to God Almighty himself. I love Miro. Don't you fucking love Miro? He's, He's fucking a guy. Great. He's a good guy. Um, afterwards, I'm not sure if you've covered this or not. I fucking got it. We'll get into it. Sammy Guevara comes out after the fucking, um, what do you call it? The adverts. Aye, after the adverts. And cuts a promo where he's like, mate, he essentially says, mate, you're fucking pish. You're truly fucking shit, dog shit. But for some reason, everyone fucking likes you, and everyone likes you in the back. So Tony Khan sent me out and said, here you go, pal, he's a contract anyway, even though you fucked up. 
So Fuego del Sol is all elite. Um, anything to say about this, Randy? You've told me before you're chuffed, so I'll let you crack on with it. I have already cracked on with it, don't you worry. Let's see what else we've got to cover anyway. Okay, next up. I missed this, but Mikey was kind enough to remind me that we had a, a Sting and Derby promo where they're just cutting them back at Sting's old stomping ground in the rafters. This is just going to be them building for CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. That'll be next Rampage. If they don't do that, we're all fucked. We're all going to be raging. And then it is time for the main event. I've covered that main event. I got it all on the TikTok. Go get Snapdragon Duplex on TikTok and give us a follow and a like and all that good stuff. But Mikey, I want to hear what you've got to say, please, mate. So it starts off, we've got a big sweaty Mark himself. He's doing like a Zoom call with Britt Baker and Red Velvet. Uh, Red Velvet is uh, getting booed to fuck every time she opens her mouth. And um, Zoom call goes as well as you can expect it. It's kind of like another fucking pub quiz again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I was here last week. It's the same questions every time. What the fuck's going on? So anyway, they come out. Red Velvet comes out first. Uh, she's getting booed to fuck. Definitely heel in this match. Yeah. Um, Britt Baker gets a massive pop. Hometown girl. Although, have you noticed the crowd are waving these fucking towels about? Dog shit pa. Hate mm. it. Hate it. Put the fucking towels back in the bathroom where they belong, <laughs> mate. Rank. Stop stealing your ma's hand towels. Britt wins the match. She's got like a... So there's this running story in the match is that um, her arm's injured and Red Velvet's using her right arm, which she uses to sink in the lockjaw. So she wins with a mirrored lockjaw where she uh, sinks it in with her left hand. Pretty cool. Clever. I like that. Uh, good ring psychology. Chris Statlander comes in for the save for Red Velvet because Britt Baker's beaten the shit out of her. After. And then Jamie Hayter comes in to save Britt. Now, Jamie Hayter had her first match uh, on AW against Britt Baker, and she lost, and we haven't really seen her since. But this is the backup that you've been talking about a lot. It's not Ruby Riot, but um, it's Jamie Hayter, and I'm into it. I'm into it. It's cool. It's someone no one was expecting, been away for a while, probably, I don't know, training. I, don't, I actually don't know what she's been doing, right? But you imagine she's going to come back in, and she's got a fucking, they've got a good plan for her, so... I'm excited. Let's see where this goes. I, I trust AEW to do well with stuff like this. Good match. Good show. A cool debut at the end. And for one hour, very to the point and fun. There was no bump. The fucking format of it was great. Yeah. Fucking Rampage. I'm in. I'm into it, man. I'm into it. I'll be more into it next week when we get a fucking... Yeah, bug. When we look into the eyes and what do we see? A fucking jobber from the USC. <laughs> Can he fucking wait, man? Can he fucking wait? Go oh, on, Randy. Give us your shit. Did not expect that one. Nice. Um, it was a good main event. I thought this would have kicked off the show, but Britt Baker is the hometown hero, so may as well stick her on the main event on the Friday, retain the belt. And it was weird, like, Britt Baker was supposed to be the heel, but she was being cheered, and yet she's still done the heel stuff after the match of beating down Red Velvet. I get why. Then that gets Chris Statlander in, who we expect is now the number one contender for All Out. Jamie Hayter, I've no idea. I've no idea who she is. I don't recognise her. But, yeah, as you said, her first match in AEW was against Britt Baker. She lost. She's been out. And uh, I'm excited for what could be coming with all of that. 
I'm excited for more Rampage. I think AEW are onto something here, sticking Rampage on on the Friday night as SmackDown's finishing. Because if you're watching WWE, you're already subconsciously programmed to watch three hours of wrestling. In SmackDown, everybody says it, right? That SmackDown is better than Raw content-wise because there's less filler, more thriller. Well, AEW have just gave you another hour of thriller. That first week, crazy. Your AEW champion is fighting the number one contender, albeit not for the right fucking belt. Then you've got your other TV champ, so you know what you're getting on your Wednesday night if this boy is your TV champ. And then your women's champ with an actual defence, and that's building the story for what to expect more from the women's championship scene. So, yeah, fucking good there, but... Sticking it on at the end of SmackDown, very clever move. Anybody that's watching SmackDown's just got to automatically flip over, stick it on, see what's happening. And if you do that next week, you may be getting the debut of CM Punk Wild. But yep, absolutely loved everything AEW put on for me this week because I'm away AEW sweaty mark. But sue me, sue me, what are you going to do? Right guys, we've got predictions. Predictions time. Everyone's favourite time. First one. This is the Dynamite matches, by the way. Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express for the AEW Tag oh, Titles. yes. God, my heart says Jurassic Express, but my head says Young Bucks are going to win this. But then I'm like, where the fuck did they go? Do you debut a new tag team? Probably not. I'm going to go Young Bucks, because I feel like Andy's going to go for fucking Jurassic Express. So... <laughs> Begrudgingly, the Young Bucks. What do you say, Randy? I say... You can fucking take your Jurassic Express. Fuck you, I want Young Bucks. I'm overruling you. I take Young Bucks and you can have Jurassic Express. You can have what the fucking heart wants. I'll go with Young Bucks because... it's. I think it's going to be a big debut that'll take the belts off them. I think it's going to be a big thing getting the belts off the Young Bucks. I think it'll either be something new or a return. I don't know who's out though. Nah, but Young Bucks. Sammy Guevara versus Sean Spears. This grudge match that's been going on. Logic would say it Sammy would. Guevara, right? But Sean Spears has been on a fucking losing streak. But when was the last time we saw Sammy Guevara fight? Sammy Guevara. I'm going Sammy. Where would I say? I think Sean Spears has already took too many losses. He needs... I went to come back. He lost his Sammy, I'm sure. Then he lost his Jericho. He needs need to win this time round. Even if it's by fucking dodgy tactics, he needs to win. Darby Allen and his stepdad Sting versus 2.0 in a Texas Tornado tag team match. What? Texas Tornado tag team I mean... They're going to put Darby and Sting over, aren't they? Texas Tornado tag team match. Is that... There'll be no count-outs. It's not no DQ, is it? A, a tornado tag. I don't know. It's in Texas. I don't know, right? If it's if it's no DQ, yeah. then two point oh win by dodgy means. If it's DQ, Darby and Sting. It's got to be Darby and Sting because Darby's going to be into a feud with CM Punk, right? It's got to be Darby and Sting. Darby and Sting win. What do you think? How can two point win by dodgy means if it's a no DQ match? If it's a no DQ, then it's legal, it's not dodgy. 
mate, we need to talk about that one later. I think it could be 2.0, and I think something will happen that will distract Darby Allen, that will tease Rampage for Friday night. So 2.0 will win. What I presume to be the main event of the evening. Main Labour event. Labour number five, Chris Jericho versus MJF in a no Judas allowed match. I guess music, no fucking Judas effect. No selling Jesus for 12 <laughs> shekels of silver, whatever the fuck it was. Um, Chris Jericho's going to win this. Come on to fuck. Of course he is. Be weird. They, could they do that? Nah. What? Jericho wins. You did not sound confident in that at all. No Judas match, so MJF shouldn't be there because he's a Judas that was turning on the inner circle the whole time. So Jericho wins by MJF no-showing. Maxwell, Judas, Friedman. I don't know. I think MJF will win this because I think they will then have another match at All Out. But I don't see how... MJF winning this can get them to another match at all out because then he'll be fucking three and no over Jericho. Why would you? Why would you still go for a fourth? But does Jericho get a happy ending? These five labels. Is this the Jericho retirement storyline? It needs to go to all out for it to mean anything. So, MJF to beat Jericho, and then somehow a rematch at all out. Right, so after extensive research, nothing is announced for Rampage <laughs> next week, but we all know what's going to happen. CM Punk is going to debut. He's probably going to pick a fight with Darby Allen because that's what they're hyping. Who the fuck can wait? Because I can't. Anyway, that's me. Thanks very much for listening. Choose for putting this together, Randy. You're welcome. As always, take care of yourself. Have fun out there. And just continue sweating and being marks. You beautiful shaggers. Beautiful. Mikey Mac. Oot. Thank you, Mikey Mac. So, nothing has been announced yet of Rampage. We are recording on the 16th of Monday, just before Monday Night Raw. I'm guessing when Dynamite goes up on Wednesday, they'll say tune in on Friday for this, this, this and this. So if that is the case, I'll upload a TikTok and quickly talk through predictions for Rampage on Friday. I'll see if Mikey's interested if he wants to get involved with it. So, given all of that will be taken care of, that's us at the end for today. Thank you for joining us. Please go visit us on the link tree at Snapdragon Duplex. That'll get you to the website. It'll get you all the podcasts and the Twitter. Ask us anything you want. Go have a look at the merch. It is very poorly done, but we don't profit out it. I think we get 10 pence. So Mikey can come after me in like 20 years time when I never gave him that 30 quid that I owe him. Thanks for joining us this week. Perhaps the next time we'll be speaking, CM Punk will already be in AEW and you'll be wanting the reactions. Maybe Daniel Bryan. But most definitely, Fuego del Sol will be getting talked about. Till next week, thank you everyone. Mind what you're doing. Randy Phil, your pay-per-view thrill, out.